Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Pretty stunning to see on the injury report today out of Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes took part in some of practice four days after his high ankle sprain. Andy Reid says we'll just take it day by day and see how he does. Mahomes let the cat out of the bag. He said he will be playing. Said the ankle is going to be just fine. With that, welcome back to Grant and Danny on the fan. It is time for our Beltway Blitz. Before we get to the Blitz... Taking care of your needs on all the teams in town in one segment. Got to pay off what we told you we'd be doing here. So caller number 10 at 800-636-1067. You're winning tickets to the Washington Auto Show. Four-pack of tickets, Auto Show in D.C., Convention Center, January 29th to the uh, is what the last day. You can go up and through the 29th. You can buy your tickets at WashingtonAutoShow.com. See the newest show features. Best the industry has to offer, latest models, electric vehicle exhibit, indoor-outdoor ride and drives, and much, much more. I want to get over there. I know you're thinking about going, too. We are, in fact, going. Uh, the Rie boys will be there. We're going to hang out with a couple of our neighbors. We're probably going to see the sights on Friday. Tickets are easy to come by, too. You should get them. That is awesome. And you can win them right here on Grant and Danny every day at 4 o'clock. So, good luck to all of you calling right now. Let's kick off the Beltway Blitz. Chase Hughes covers the Wiz for NBCSportsWashington.com. Chase, before we get to yesterday's win over the Mavericks, what would you make of the Rui deal? Well, I think they arrived at a point where they felt like they had to trade him, um, and they clearly were coveting draft picks. So I think it's a, the type of move where they got the draft picks. My question is, okay, what are they going to do with them? Is it the step, the step one towards another deal where they're going to try to acquire somebody else, or maybe is it step a step in the other direction where, you know, maybe they take a slight step back and try to favor keeping their draft pick this year, which is lottery protected, which means that they made the playoffs this season, they wouldn't have a first round pick. If they missed the playoffs, they would keep it. Uh, I think this move will make a lot more sense based on the next move that they make ahead of the February nine trade deadline. And at this point, given they did favor draft picks, I wouldn't be surprised if it was, sort of step one towards becoming sellers. Chase, am I right in their internal assessment of themselves is that they're good? And I think it's just that what has what has happened that doesn't support that is to be cast away and the sample of look at the last three games or look at when it's gone well, we've had our big three. I know they didn't have Porzingis last night, but they think they're pretty good and they can compete. I, I, I feel like that's their internal evaluation. What do you think? I think their internal evaluation is that they are on a positive trajectory upward. Now, whether that's going to be fast enough to get them anywhere, we'll we'll see. But I think if you kind of trace their steps from the John Wall contract situation that Tommy Shepard inherited to where they are now, maybe they could point to some of the trades they've made. They're in a better situation in terms of salary cap. They've got Kyle Kuzma, Kristaps Porzingis, and Bradley Beal. But 
clearly it has not translated into a winning formula. So um, I, I think they, they're always glass half full in that regard. And so I think some of the stuff you said is a fair assessment. But um, I think we'll really know how they feel about their trajectory and where they stand right now by what they do with the trade deadline, because I think they can go one of two directions and, um, you know, they could become sellers. I don't think they're going to become major buyers, but, you know, if they feel like they can make the playoffs, then you know, maybe they try to add a piece here or there. They've got a 447 winning percentage on the season, better than last year, but worse than the year before that. He's Chase Hughes, NBCSportsWashington.com. They did get a win last night. Kyle Kuzma scored 30 points. He was outstanding without Porzingis. Uh, what did you make of the, the game last night? I thought it was a pretty big win considering the timing of it. It was the first game of a five-game road trip, which is just going to be an absolutely crucial point in their season with now only eight games left to the trade deadline. They're on the road where they've struggled this year, and they're trying to figure out which direction they're going to go at the trade deadline. Um, it was also the first game without Christoph Porzingis, as you mentioned. They're now 4-2 and two without him this year. Um, it's also the first game since they traded Rui Hachimura. So it was kind of this point in the season where they were – turning a page and also beginning a very important stretch. And they were able to get it done at the end, thanks to a steal by DeLon Wright on a pass from Luka Doncic. Um, so it wasn't a perfect game, but it was a, and it wasn't against the greatest team out there. The, the Mavericks are only 25 and 23, but it was significant because of the timing. Chase, they've got to, I mean, this road trip's hard. Obviously, you're away from home for an extended period, but they got a chance to put some hay in the barn w- with a few wins. Will it kind of validate things for them if they start to do that and get themselves close to that play-in type situation? I think so to a certain degree. I, I think we've seen enough this year to probably guess that they're not going to be major buyers at the trade deadline. I just, I just don't think they're in a position to do that. But you know, if they do reel off a few wins and they prove that, you know, with Beal and Kuzma out there and uh, that the things are, are, are go- going to be at least somewhat compatible and they can continue to compete, um, then maybe they could add a three-point shooter or someone else to help their defense. Um, but it is, I think, decision time to a certain degree. It's just about, I think it's more so, are they going to become sellers or are they going to just kind of make a, a minor addition to try to go into the playing tournament? Chase, covering the uh, football team in town as much as I do, I see fans who kind of casually follow it saying things that aren't always true, and I want to know if I'm doing that with how I feel. Bradley Beal's bringing the ball up the court at the end of the game last night, and I'm texting people, Beal's going to turn it over, and then he turns it over. (laughs) He does it. It feels like to me every time he's got the ball in his hands in the final minute of a game. Am I just crazy? Like, am I wrong? What would the numbers bear out? Is that an ignorant opinion? Is he actually clutch? And I just don't know it. Like, and why don't people talk about this ever? Like, he at the end of game seems to be a complete liability. You're not crazy. The numbers do bear that out. I've I've written about it. He actually leads the NBA in clutch time turnovers, which are in the final five minutes of regulation and overtime when the game's within five points. He's got twelve of them. That's two more than any other player. And he's missed a lot of time this year. So, um, you know, you can see how the the average amount of turnovers is it's just far too high, but. What's interesting is on the other side of things, he's shooting like 70% in those clutch situations, and he's made some big shots this year. He made two big shots last night. It's just that he tends to have questionable decisions when the ball's in his hand. So, like last night, he, he drove into two defenders. So it's definitely been a trend, but he's somewhat made up for it in, in some games with big shots. But clearly, you know, I think you'd rather him shoot 
50% or 45% in clutch time situations and clean up some of those turnovers because they can be very costly. It didn't cost them the game last night, but it has cost them a few games this year. GP, I was in Chase and I's old neighborhood today for a meeting, stopped by Black Coffee, one of our favorite haunts. And there's a beautiful framed picture. It's about 10 by 10 on the wall, and it's autographed by Chase Hughes. Free coffee for life for Chase, (laughs) celebrity. Thank you as always, buddy. Absolutely, guys. Anytime. Talk to you soon. Hit that Commander Center. It's the birthday boy, Mr. Matt Paris, oh, joins us. Oh, is it his us. birthday? I, it's either today or it was yesterday. Is he working on his it's birthday? It's recent, right, Matt? It was Monday. Monday. So that's like, what, 10 oh, days so ago? 48 hours later. Oh, so I'm the jerk. Him a happy birthday. Now I'm mean. Anyway. Hey, I, and now that you think about it, now that you yeah. mentioned it, I did see that they went out to dinner. W- were you guys at like a Japanese steakhouse for your birthday? Where'd you? What was that about? Where'd you we go? We were. We, we went to uh, Benihana to do a hibachi bet. Steamed uh, up. Silly. You know, I haven't done one of those in years. <laughs> it's been a minute. It, that almost single-handedly makes me want to do I might go soon for Paris's birthday. I might In honor go of your birthday. Because Paris had a birthday. Did, any, did you guys do the wacky where you're trying to catch the shrimp in your mouth and all that? Didn't do that, but uh, the hibachi chef did like this egg trick where she pulled like four eggs underneath a plate that was already covered. It was very impressive. Uh, I like that. That's good. I mean, that's like seventy dollars worth of eggs, man. Uh, what about the fire yeah. volcano? Yes, yeah, she saved that for last. Uh, got a got a big kick at the table. That's so, so silly. That always pops Mickey the room. Oh, of course it does. Somewhere. That's yeah. the best bit. The onion volcano fire. I love uh, it. Maddie, all the entire Paris fortune. You got to take all that birthday money that you just got. And you got to bet it. Who's the OC? It feels like Sam Peasley, doesn't it? it? It feels like that, or maybe Pat Shermer. I mean, it, I, I think keeping Sam Howe within the same style of offense uh, would make sense. That's kind of why I would lean Zampezi. I mean, it's not the most inspiring hire. Uh, you know, the uncertainty with the ownership and this coaching staff uh, and, and their futures, it feels like a promotion from within. But it's just a matter of how much does Ron Rivera want to change the scheme that they have in place. I mean, he's had four different coordinators in his career and they've all run this variation of the Eric Coriel style and Ken Zampezi falls within that tree. I get the sense that they still want to interview someone else that isn't able to interview yet. And I'm just kind of thinking because they're not moving quickly. Everything seems to have slowed to a bit of a halt here. They're spreading these interviews out. I'm not saying that's the enemy of Kansas City, but maybe that there's someone out there on one of these staffs that they like. Is that a possibility? Yeah, I mean, we'll see. There's really no, you know, if they are going to promote within eventually, I mean, what's the rush? You know, Zampezi will still be there. It's not like other people, other teams are trying to interview him for their coordinator job. So they don't really have to act fast on this if that's the route they're going to go. Um, they, they can take their time and see what's out there. What's their biggest need, non-quarterback and, I guess, non-OC division? Yeah, I would start with the offensive line. I mean, the, the moves that they did last season really failed to work out. Both those guard spots, uh, they have a glaring need at center because Chase Ruiz suffered back-to-back injuries two years in a row, and they need to get healthy there. And then, honestly, even the tackle spots. I mean, Charles Leno was pretty good last year, but he had some games uh, where, the, you know, giving up a sack made it turn one of those Giants games. He wasn't very good down the stretch. Right tackle was a bit of a rotating door between Cornelius Lucas and Sam Cosby. So you, you could argue all five spots need to be at least evaluated, and I think at least three of them are going to change. What do you think they're going to do about Deron Payne? Uh, 
I, I don't know. I mean, it feels like the franchise tag is a little bit, is, is probably an option. Rivera and Mayhew didn't rule it out at the season-ending press conference that they had. It kind of makes sense if, you know, it depends how much they actually want to commit in terms of salary down the road. How much does the ownership uh, change if it happens? Does, does that cap Dan Snyder from spending and handing out long-term extensions? Uh, keeping him on a one-year deal and seeing how Federer and Mathis uh, develops next season, uh, I think makes sense to me. Matt, thank you as always, buddy. Have a great one. Yeah, thank you. See you, my friend. Let's talk Capitals, please. And to talk about the Capitals, Nick Dowd, center, trying to work his way back from injury, brought to you by Main Street Bank. It's your local bank local. Put our team in your office. Dowder, you're working your way back, getting healthier all the time, hopefully. How is rehab going? Yes. Oh, yeah, it's, 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 you know, it's, it's good, man. It's uh. Thanks for asking. Yeah, it's, it's always a bit of a grind. Um, you know, you're you're uh, for anybody that's out. You're trying to take the you know take the. I don't know. It's always it's always a toss up, right? Like we got great people that we work with internally with our uh, with our staff, and you know it's every injury is different, and and uh, our staff. You know, Jason Service and and uh, Steve Rummel and and Murphy Otua, like they uh, you know you know great great dudes and. Uh, it's gotta be a tough job for them, man. Managing 25 different guys with different ailments and this and that, and, and they do a good job. But yeah, we're we're uh, we're moving in the right direction slowly, slowly, a little bit slower than I'd like, but slowly but surely. Well, that first sound you made is what I think of when I think of rehab, right? When Grant's like, "How's rehab?" And you're like, "Ugh," you know, and then you describe <laughs> it. It's such a grind, man, because you you didn't get into to your sport to rehab. You know, you got into play, right. and it's how frustrating right. is it? How painstaking is it? Walk us through it. Yeah. 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 That's, a, that's, a, that's actually really well said. Yeah. We, we, we all, we all, you know, play this great game. We play hockey that we all train as kids because we want to play. Not, you don't ever think of it as like, Oh, I signed up to play in the NHL to rehab every day. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and it, and it's part of the job, right? I mean, that's the thing. Like we talked about Nikki and Tom and, you know, you could even throw Connor and Connor, uh, you throw Brownie in there, Connor Brown and, you know, um, Carl Haglin and, um, you know, it's like guys like that that are on, you know, that currently are and were on like long-term IR, you know, their their job, you know, is to be a hockey player. But at, at that point in time, it's, you know, it's like their job is to get back as quickly as possible because our team needs them to be healthy to play. And um, I think, you know, the beginning of the process is always challenging because you're sitting there and you're looking at this like, like, how did I get injured? How did this stupid, you know, thing happen? And you're kind of looking at, like immediately every hockey player and probably fan too, right? Like it's like, Oh, you know, uh, you know, this, this guy with a lower body injury and then, you know, the players like, okay, like, all right, I've done this once in my career. It took me 12 days. I did this, blah, blah, blah. You're crunching all the numbers in your head. You're trying to figure out, you know, your first question, you're sitting on the table, you know, the doctor, you know, Hey doctor, how long am I going to be out for? It's like, well, you know, everything's different. Right. And, and, you know, guys progress differently. Um, you know, and fans probably think the same thing, right? They're like, I wonder how this guy's going to go. Oh, it's, you know, it's a groin. Oh, it's, he'll be out for, you know, 10 days. And so that's kind of where your brain goes to first. And then you kind of start thinking, all right, well, you get into the mountain of work that you have to do to get back. Um, you know, and yes, yeah, so at, at times I think it'd be a little, a little overwhelming. Uh, you know, I think you just got to find solitude and that, you know, you, you work hard every day and you're surrounded by good people that you're going to be headed in the right direction. So that's, I think that's what, you know, that's at least my train of thought. Nick Dowd on Grant and Danny. So aside from just working out and being in shape and all the stuff that 
you guys do that I wouldn't want to do. What would be the worst part of the treatment you get on your body for a guy like me? Would it be dry needling? Would it be the, the cupping thing you guys do? Like, what would right, be right. the thing that would be worst for just uh, Johnny come lately to go do for a day? Yeah, yeah. I think I think I try and relate this with my wife because she loves she loves to give me this. Like, oh, you were at the rink today and you got like a massage, or you went into the chiropractor and you got worked on. I'm like, honey, I totally understand how it sounds when I tell you I got a <laughs> massage today, but I, I would love yeah. if, I would love if you and you know because I get it. She's a, she might be at home grinding with the two kids, and it's like, oh, I had a, I had a massage today. It's like. It's like, hey, I totally understand that if, you know, we're at a resort or something and we're getting a nice massage and I fall asleep. But I was like, these are not massages that you want to take part in. I was like, I, I highly doubt that you would want to be on the table getting worked on by one of our guys, you know, trying to get through an injury. Like, it's not fun. So I'd probably, I'd probably say the worst, the worst, personally, the worst thing, like, right out of the gate is probably dry needling just because, man, like, you find a guy that can do it well and it's like he hits a couple spots and, you know, you're – muscles jump like out of their skin and then they take a while to relax and you're sore as shit. and then you know like you do feel so much better the next day i mean there's just things some things that people can't get out with their hands that these needles can but initially man you're like holy moly this is tough so nick give me your assessment nick, of, your... of last night against that colorado club i actually thought you guys played well i i you know sometimes a goaltender does annoying things like save shots that should probably be goals. I, I counted probably seven, eight, nine uh, probably would-be goals on, on maybe any given night. I thought you guys played well last night. Give me your thoughts. Yeah, man, I thought so too. I mean, game, game three of a road trip, a t- you know, a tough road trip. I mean, you go into Phoenix, you fly into Phoenix the day after you play a back-to-back versus a good Minnesota team. And we actually played really well against Minnesota and we lost that game. So now you're kind of bitter about that. You fly into Phoenix, you play a great game in Phoenix, beat them 4 nothing. Uh, guys play well. And then, you know, we, we go to Vegas, play a really good team in Vegas. Um, you know, and then you got to you, you kind of move on to Colorado, and Colorado's a, you know, a really good team as well. Uh, and then, you know, you lose TJ Oshie, which is tough. You lose, uh, you know, Nikki Backstrom. And, um, you know, and then you lose, you know, Tom Wilson, uh, you know, halfway through the game. Um, I mean, yeah, it, I thought the boys played really well. I thought Kems played really well. We outshot them, and then, you know, there was a couple. I, you know, I watched some highlights this morning. Uh, you know, Gussie had a minute 20 left coming down the slot, makes a great play, takes a pass from Stromer, creates a little space for himself, and, you know, has a wide-open net, essentially, and the goalie, you know, makes a great save, hits him in the face. So it's like, I mean, totally different story if that goes to the net. You're tied 3-3 on the road versus a really good team. So, yeah, again, I mean, I thought we played really well. Doubter, do you hate we, – we can end the combo here, but do you hate the Penguins as much as fans do within this rivalry, or are they just kind of another team to you? I'd, I'd say hate's a strong word. I would say I I love I love the rivalry that comes with Caps-Pittsburgh uh, because uh, it's a deep one, you know, that was created a while ago with, you know, some, some players, some high-level players on both teams. Um and I think, you know, the fans love it. It's always a jammed arena. Um, you know, you get, you know, those rivalries come, like people, I don't know if people quite understand, but, you know, like those rivalries come from, from playoff matchups, right? And and that's kind of what has happened in the past. I mean, Pittsburgh for so long, 
uh, you know, came out on top versus um, Washington. The year Washington won the Cup, they happened to beat Pittsburgh, you know, back and forth. And then you play each other during the regular season, um, you know, and that rivalry continues itself. And, and uh, I think the biggest thing, too, is that the turnover on both teams has kind of been, you know, like a little limited, right? Like, I mean, Pittsburgh still has a lot of the same players. Washington still has a lot of the same players, um, you know, and so I think that's where you get that rivalry from. But, yeah, hate hate is a, the wrong word. I would just say that I – I love, I love, you know, there's some games that you kind of, you know, look at on the calendar, like, oh, this is Saturday night versus Pittsburgh. This is going to be a damn good game. So um, I think that's kind of where, where my head's at. Let's just beat them by four. Let's just agree to beat yeah, them. Let's by just do four. that. I, mean, I want to win. Yeah. 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 Let's just do that. Let's just, let's just, we should have started out with that. Let's just win by four. We like that. That would oh, be fun. Dad, always a pleasure, my friend. Keep getting better, buddy. Talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, fellas. Nick Dowd brought to you by Main Street Bank. To your local bank, local, put our team in your office. Next on Grant and Danny, conference championship games on Sunday. Who are you going to be pulling for to get to and eventually win the Super Bowl? That's next right here on The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Nick Dowd is always great. Thanks to him and the Caps for setting that up again this week and for having him on with us all season long. He'll be with us throughout the duration of the campaign. Looking forward to getting him back on the ice. They need him. They need some reinforcements. TJ Oshie having a baby. Need to get him back on the ice, ideally, tomorrow against the Penguins. That's a big game coming up at Capital One. It is, that that Penguins game. It's it's a little bit bigger than the other games, if I can say that. They were so hot that they bought themselves it being okay that they've 
fallen apart here over the last couple weeks again. Mm -hmm. But it's time to now start really looking ahead to getting yourself in shape for the playoffs and solidifying yourself as a postseason team out of the Metro. And that's got to start tomorrow back home uh, on friendly ice at Capital One Arena against the arch rivals. More on the Caps before we get out of here in two hours. But we're closing in on Sunday, and we are getting closer to the start of championship football. So the early game Sunday, I was a little surprised by this, actually, is the Niners-Eagles. I don't know how they do this or why when both of these games regionally are, you know, one of them isn't on the West Coast. I guess Kansas City is certainly a later time zone, and, and maybe that's all that mattered. But the game started 3-6.30. and 630. Mm-hmm. So staggered that way in, in the Eastern market and then in the Midwest with Kansas City only an hour behind. They probably could have done whatever they wanted to. People are watching. I would have thought that the 49ers Eagles would outdraw Bengals Chiefs, and so it would have been the second game just because of those media markets in California and in Pennsylvania. But I wonder if it's just a Mahomes Burrow storyline being too good. That is pretty sellable for the National Football League. Or if there's like a Fox or CBS rule about, but I don't, who knows? That's way above my pay grade. But yeah. Fox gets the Super Bowl, so CBS gets the primetime. Yeah, gets the better of the two or, or gets the better slot. I have no idea. It's possible. But either way, you got yourself pretty marquee matchups. I, and I, I made this point yesterday, and I think I'm right about this. And, and it may be sliding Buffalo slightly. but So if you expand it at the five, those are the five best. But I think the four best teams in the NFL are here in conference championship weekend. And there, it's less fluky. There's there's no 9-7 and seven Giants team that just got hot at the right time. There's no 2012 Ravens where Joe Flacco is playing out of his tuchus. None of that stuff. These are the four best and I think I was wrong that I didn't include Cincinnati in that group as of a couple weeks ago, and I thought Buffalo was. But looking at the whole situation, I think these are the four best, and you're going to get marquee, enormous, ridiculous ratings for these All things. right, so let's put that take to the test, because I think on paper it sounds good. In the NFC, I would say there's no debating it. These are the two best teams. You have the Eagles, who were the one seed, and the 49ers, who were the two seed. But beyond that, I mean, Minnesota was actually the second seed for almost the entire season. And then San Francisco surpassed them right at the end of the year in the final weeks. San Francisco definitively better than Minnesota. We know that. One had a negative three-point differential. The other was plus 173. Absolutely. Vikings were the three seed. The Bucs were the four seed. They got destroyed in the first round by the Cowboys, who the 49ers subsequently beat. Tampa was a fraud. The Cowboys were probably the next best team in the NFC. I think so. And even though they played a close enough game 19-12 at San Francisco... They played Philadelphia multiple times. I know that they got the better of them without Jalen Hurts, but they beat the Eagles in a one-possession game when Hurts wasn't available and Gardner Minshew was making his first start. So, yeah, Philly's better than Dallas and so is San Fran. But those are the two best teams in the NFC, no doubt. The AFC, as you said, the only complicator there is the Bills because Buffalo was better circuit-to-circuit than Cincinnati in the regular season. Yes, it goes without saying, based on how the Bengals just destroyed Buffalo on the road at their house, and I, I probably shouldn't even incorporate this, but I'll just throw it out there for some thought fodder. Mm-hmm. They moved right down the field and scored on them on Monday Night Football, the night of the Hamlin injury when that game got PPD'd, and we didn't get to see it after that. Uh-huh. Remember, the Bengals came out and just marched the field, looked like they were going to move the ball with ease. Same thing they did in multiple possessions for touchdowns right off the bat uh, when they were in Buffalo for the playoff game this weekend. Not as if Buffalo was a slouch, okay? I don't mean to imply that. We're talking about 4A 
or maybe five, right, overall, if you're looking at power rankings, right? But basically, after a terrible start for Cincinnati, where they were outscored, they were four and four, ripped off 10 straight wins. And and it's not like style, it's not like barely eking them out. I know they barely beat Baltimore. It took a 98-yard, you know, fumble return on a quarterback sneak for a potential touchdown to get into that game. But Cincinnati has been a damn juggernaut, whereas Buffalo hasn't quite looked the same since they were ripping off these, you know, again, I think of the first five, six, seven, eight weeks of the season where they were just killing people. They looked unbelievable. Beat Tennessee by 30-some points. They beat Pittsburgh by 40 points, whatever it was. Now, they lost a couple games, dropped a couple in there. In the middle, they were winning these games down the stretch, but you saw it, right? You saw them barely beat Skylar Thompson and company. You saw them drop that game to Minnesota. You saw, uh, you know, the, the the Jets give them everything they could possibly handle with like a 12th string quarterback or whatever. They weren't the same dominant group as they were to start the season. Yeah, it might just be as easy as we, we just saw Buffalo and Cincy if we're debating who the second best team is in the AFC and the Bengals. Dominated them. Just crushed them. Yeah. On the road, right? I mean, nothing else needs to be said. By the way, they beat the Bills and they beat the Chiefs this year, who are the two teams vying for top two in the conference with them. Mm-hmm. And they were in the Super Bowl last year because they beat Kansas City. And they were, as you said, the winners of 10 consecutive games, which is so hard to do in this league. Every now and then, you know, Washington in 12, when I was covering the team with Griffin, won seven straight games. Seven in a row. Every now and then, teams will rip off five in a row, six in a row, seven in a row. Nobody wins ten in a row. You really got to earn that. That that's that's happened a couple times over a decade. You know what I mean? That's yes. just it. Just doesn't happen. So I, I'm with you. I think you're right. We got the best four teams in the league. I think both of these games will be great. Weirdly, and I think this is because of the Mahomes injury. I'm more excited about 49ers Eagles. Because I, I just can't pick that game. I have no idea what's going to happen. Cincinnati, Kansas City could be a blast. If Mahomes was 100% healthy, I think we could be in for not only a shootout, but a classic. And I'm just not sure what he's going to look like, yeah. what the Chiefs are going to look like, and if that game will live up to the billing. But I've got high hopes. But here's what we want to do is pose this question to you guys on the phones and open up the MGM National Harbor listener lines right now at 800 636 800-636-1067. Let's start with this one. What Super Bowl matchup are you pulling for? So not who do you think's going to win. Danny Ruye gets to touch a button, gets what he wants in both of these two games. Who's playing in the Super Bowl? Bengals, Niners. Bengals, Niners. Now, I'm tired of San Francisco being in the championship game. I experienced that throughout my childhood and then my 20s, and it seems like then my 30s and now my 40s. They do it all the time with a bunch of different iterations and quarterbacks and coaches and things, and it's annoying. Nothing would be as annoying as Philadelphia getting there. Uh, basically a calendar year and a half after they they tanked against Washington on purpose. And we're still here at 8-8-1. Eight and, eight and one. Maybe we'll find a quarterback with Sam Howell. And they've got a program, and they're kicking everybody's butt, and they're the best team in the NFC. I can't handle Philadelphia going back to a, to a Super Bowl this recently after they did it before. The Cincinnati argument is pretty simple to me. Kansas City's great. Nothing wrong with Kansas City. I don't hate them. I got no no ill will. They've never done it. I love the new blood angle. I love the the idea that they've been nothing but losers forever since Boomer Esiason was there. They've always choked. They've always been bad. They've always had some hype at times and have always fallen short to some of the bullies in that division. I love the idea of the Cincinnati Bengals and Joe Burrow, the culture changer, walking in there with Zach Taylor, a guy that nobody liked when they were two in a trillion his first year, just beating everybody's expectations, going back to a Super Bowl and potentially winning one. The Bengals won five playoff games in over 50 years before Joe Burrow showed up. 
They've got five wins in the playoffs the last two years. They're real easy to like for that reason. Uh, I will be very, very happy for them. And for the record, if they get to the Super Bowl, I'll probably be pulling for them almost no matter what. But I'm watching this weekend, and weirdly enough, I'm rooting for the Chiefs, and I'm rooting for the 49ers. I love Patrick Mahomes, man. I just do. I also love Andy Reid, and I know he's been around the block for a long time and has been to Super Bowls in Philly and in Kansas City and even has a ring. But I think that guy, I mean, he's been through some real hardships within his family. Yeah. Uh, he he coaches his butt off. He, he, for a long time, was the lovable loser. Like, he got the, the guff and the crap that sometimes I don't get why coaches get forever. And then he finally won, and it's like, oh, 10 years of us just badgering you and acting like you didn't know what you were doing. Let's just all pretend like that never happened. We'll just now put you in the class of one of the best coaches to ever do it. But I still really like Andy Reid. Travis Kelsey is one of my favorite players of this generation. I've always kind of liked tight ends who can get open and make plays after the catch. He's a guy that's on 95% of the fantasy teams I've had for the last five years. Just love Kelsey. Star. And I'm not tired of the Chiefs yet. I don't know why. Because normally I'm one of these people that gets real weary of greatness really fast. Mm -hmm. The Warriors took forever to wear on me. It, It took until Draymond Green became really even more insufferable and like, I still like Steph Curry a lot, but he's throwing his mouth-guarded people or whatever when I'm like, all right, maybe I'm good on the Warriors it's, now. I'm telling you, because Kansas City's only won one title. That's why. It's totally why. Had, if they had multiplied, go, enough of this. But yes. I, not yet. I'm not sick of it yet. If they've had, because they've been in several. Yeah. But if they'd won two Super Bowls, certainly if they'd had three, all right, what else do they need? Go Bengals. But it's only been the one championship. So I guess... I'm rooting for a rematch of that same Super Bowl, which was a great game, by the way. 49ers and the Chiefs. You don't know where we were watching that game at. Yes, I do. We were at uh, Hollywood Casino. You're right. Bam. Me and you watching Super Bowl football together with some listeners. Uh, where is that? That's Charlestown? Yep. That was that was a drive. That was a, a bit it was of worth a it. Cool sports So much fun. There. Yeah, we had a good night. So many appies. So who do you want to win the Super Bowl then? You've got a San Francisco... Cincinnati rooting party this weekend. Who do you want hoisting Lombardi? Give me the Bengals. Give me those Cincinnati Bengals. They've never done it before. I like adding teams, right, instead of just a group of elites and, and the royalty of the NFL, the grand old tradition, blah, blah, blah. I like new blood. That's what I root for in college football. It's what I'm rooting for here in the NFL if my team can't make it. San Francisco 49ers. I want them to win the Super Bowl. You want that Kyle Super Bowl, don't you? Kyle Shanahan, That's maybe. what you want. Remember when you guys thought he was an idiot? Don't forget that. Kyle Shanahan, moron, can't call plays. He's really dumb. Fire he only him. has a job Get because his dad is Mike Shanahan. And I want all of the minutes back from all of those calls. You know, this league and these people who get jobs because of their parents, blah, blah. Kyle Shanahan, man. Now, he is a way better play caller than he is game manager. There is no doubt about that. I agree. He does not. Always make the right decision with timeouts and things like that. No coach really does. I don't think it's a strength for him. But he has been so sharp and so good running this thing. Regular NFC Championship appearances. They have not had a quarterback in the top half of the league, really. It's been the Jimmy Garoppolo and Brock Purdy's that he's making these runs with. It's crazy. I want Kyle to get his title. I think that would be a lot of fun. So I'll be rooting for San Francisco. Now we find out what you guys want. 800-636-1067. Start with this weekend. 
Who are you pulling for and why? And who do you want to see having a Super Bowl parade now that the team we actually care about in this town is no longer in the mix? Pick your racehorse. Grant and Danny on the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Championship Sunday is getting closer. Who are you rooting for this weekend? Can't pull for the Commanders. What horse are you backing? That is the question. 800-636-1067 is the number. I hope to see the Chiefs and the 49ers meet in the Super Bowl. And I like San Francisco to win the whole thing. This is not a prediction. This is what I would like to see happen. Tell us why you're backing that horse. For me, I want to see Kyle Shanahan get a ring. Covered him for four years. I learned a lot about ball from that staff and, and just the way they see things. And uh, I've always thought highly of the dude as, as a... I'll say this. He is not a people person in the way that, say, Sean McVay is, Matt LaFleur is. He is a football robot, a football savant, and I would even say an offensive wizard and genius. I'd say so. But... Uh, you, you got to complete that legacy, right? He gets a lot of crap for the Falcons getting beat when they were up 28-3 based on his play calling as if he's the reason why they lost the Super Bowl. Obviously, they got to another Super Bowl. He was the head coach in San Fran and lost. So it is a hole in the game, so to speak, and I'd like to see him fill that hole. Most important thing is that it's not the Eagles. I need all my rivals to lose, and I need I draw happiness from their failure. You're not an NFC East fan, Danny? No, I'm not. Uh, after that happens, the thing I'm actually rooting for is a Bengals-Niners Super Bowl. I'd love the Bengals to hoist that trophy for the first time. I would be perfectly fine with that, by the way. 
Really, anything but the Eagles, I'm going to be cool with. Pretty much, actually. be awesome. Chiefs get their second, and... It's a legacy solidifier. Bengals will be back. For Reed and Mahomes, that puts you in some rarefied air, for sure. Also, it would show that you can actually win with a a quarterback who's gotten paid. That's a good one, too. I think that's good to see for everyone who's debating what happens when you have to pay quarterbacks. The Eagles is just... That one's going to be hard for me to justify. It's going to be hard to find a smile if uh, Nick Sirianni, who who comes off... Look, that guy's done a great job, and congrats to him. Tell me Nick Sirianni doesn't come off like a little bit of a a guy you don't want to hang out with. Perfect guy to coach the Eagles. I agree. Right? But does he not? Yeah, of course he he, does. He comes off like a guy when you get back home after you hung out with a couple, you tell your wife, we don't need to hang out with them again, honey. Don't leave me alone with him. (laughs) Why don't you guys just do a girls' night next time? Let's go to Umir and Woodbridge. What's up, buddy? How are you? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, bud. yeah, for these games this week, and I guess I'll go ahead and start with the Eagles and Niners first. It hurts my heart to say this as a Commanders fan. Um, you know, I think the Eagles will win uh, this game. I just don't see the Niners coming into Philadelphia and defeating the Eagles. Um, now that Brock Purdy's had a couple games under his belt, obviously there's more tape on him. Um, I got to applaud the Eagles defensive coordinator for the job that he's done with that staff, and I just think that uh, you know, with them having Jalen Hurts, he's the ultimate uh, difference maker in this game, um, seeing as how both teams are pretty evenly stacked. Uh, for the second game, man, I've been going back and forth all week about either taking the Bengals or the Niners, or excuse me, the Bengals or the Chiefs. But earlier today, uh, I was on Twitter, and I was scrolling down my timeline, and Barstool had tweeted out a video of Jackson Mahomes and his wife acting a fool after the, after the Jaguars game the first time that I've seen the kid on my timeline this entire season, I can't stand him, but the fact that this video came across my timeline today, it automatically made my decision for me. I'm taking the Bengals by like 20. <laughs> Bengals by a million. I like that. Yeah, good reminder that Jackson Mahomes you forget sometimes. is lurking, waiting to make a video somewhere. He hasn't made a TikTok video on, on your field yet. Again, we're asking you who you want to see win the Super Bowl. Chris in Hyattsville, what's up? Chris. What's up, guys? Hey, uh, so first, I have one, I think, semi-legitimate reason, another that is silly, but I know both of you will understand. So first, I want the Chiefs in the Super Bowl because I want, when it's all said and done, I want them to be able to say concretely that Patrick Mahomes is the greatest quarterback of all time. And I don't want to hear one championship or whatever, like kind of like Aaron Rodgers. I want him to have multiple rings so his legacy is totally bona fide. Um, I just love him. He's you can't dislike Patrick Mahomes, Agreed. even though he is very successful. Number two, and this is actually more important to me, I want to see the Chiefs versus the Eagles because I enjoy games that have visual color contrast between the uniforms. Ooh. I can't stand like I can't stand games where like you know Phillies Cardinals or uh, you know Yankees White Sox. I need to have definitive like that's what made the you know, Niners, Cowboys, AFC Championship, NFC Championship game, so memorable. Steelers, uh, Cowboys, Super Bowls, Redskins, Cowboys games. The color contrast to me is part of the visual appeal and entertainment of the game. I'm wondering if you guys are there with me on that. I am. I never thought about it specifically, I'm a but I like it. Guy. Yeah. I, I, I like jersey matchups. So let me think. Cincinnati gets to a Super Bowl against San Francisco. I think that plays. Because that's kind of like the white on 
white maybe for the Bengals if they wanted to do that against a darker 49ers uniform. But I do like the clash of the green and the red. What wouldn't go? Like, I what th- two teams wouldn't four, play well? Fine, probably. Yeah, right? Wouldn't everybody okay? Like, what what two uniforms? I guess is like he picked Yankees and White Sox in baseball. Like but for Ravens, football, Vikings would be bad. Yep. Uh, Commanders, Chiefs would be bad. Yep. You know, you, you want to juxtaposition. Kevin's in Arlington. What's up, Kevin? Hey, Kevin. Hey, guys. Well, you know, I have family in the Bay Area. I have a man crush on Trey Lance, blah, blah, blah. You know, I would like to see Kyle get a Super Bowl, but all that said, isn't Cincinnati due? I mean, if you think of their franchise historically, and there have been all those years of the Bungles, we can't forget them, but they've seen uh, three very tough losses get away from them in the Super Bowl, two against the Niners last year against the Rams. And I just sort of feel they're due. And unlike the uh, – long-suffering Buffalo and Minnesota fans, you know, their teams often got blown out in the Super Bowl. The Bengals have been right there. And I love Joe Burrow, and I just feel like, yeah, man, Joe Burrow. And let me say this too, Kev, because he's on to something there. Good call as always, buddy. Both of these last two callers mentioned how likable the quarterbacks are. I don't know if we talk about that enough. Like, Aaron Rodgers is excellent and at this point of his career, is a lot to deal with. Yes. And I'm not talking about vaccine, no vaccine. Like That is not in consideration. I'm just talking about his general way that he speaks to people. It comes off as if he would rather be doing anything else. Tom Brady is the ultimate scream at every teammate. He wants to win more than everyone else when he does it. But if someone else does it, they're a jerk. When Stephon Diggs does it, we bash him. When Brady does it. He just wants to win. He's just so passionate. Oh, he just cares so much more than everyone else. Say something bad about Pat Mahomes, man. Say something bad about Joe Burrow. Comes off like a, you know, the the, the kid that every teacher loves sitting in the front row shining an apple. Those guys are likable superstar quarterbacks. Both fantastic. I love the point. I also love this point about the Bengals. I also love Jalen Hurts real quick. Can I I add him real quick? You're allowed to do that, yeah. Jalen Hurts, the way he handled, don't sleep on Everything. The national championship game, yes. I think it was, when he got benched and Tua came in, I just remember the aplomb with which he operated and how he spoke after that game, and I thought, I will always root for this person. 100%. Like, he is on that same level of just, I can't root against Jalen Hurts. Yeah, the, the college kid did better than, you know, multi-year pro Jay Cutler did in a similar situation. You know, and Cutler was hurt and he wasn't even benched. Cutler couldn't bother talking to the guy that came in to replace him. Two was there. I mean, not two. Um, uh, uh, Jalen Hurts was the most supportive dude in the, on the planet. It was so cool Amazing. to see that. We can take more of these calls on who you're rooting for and why who people should be rooting for among the four teams remaining, 800-636-1067. Also, though, next, as we told you, we wanted to get into at 5 o'clock. There is a local school in Fairfax County that's getting rid of competitive sports at recess. And apparently this is a trend I didn't know about that's happening in a lot of places. We're going to talk about that on Grant and Danny here on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.